E3, I'm never going to get used to that Zoom recording sound. <laughs> I can't believe we're actually here. We're finally at E3 2021. It was canceled last year, right? It was canceled last year, yeah? Yes, and games are back, motherfuckers. Full force in your face. Today, we thought we'd take a little break from our regularly scheduled programming to bring you E3, our style. We wanted to say our top four games of E3 or our top four uh, things of E3 that we saw. I'm sure there's going to be some crossover. So anytime that there's some crossover, I would like you guys to go ahead and please let the audience know and let us others know that you had um, you had one of these other top four. Beyond that, that those are our stipulations for today. Hey, where are you going? Come back. We're recording. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm not going to start the lists just yet, but I will say that I haven't had time to like, I didn't have any time to really like watch it live or anything like that. But going through, I'm still kind of culminating my top four. But I also have one choice that will probably at least, uh, it'll, it might be four, maybe even three, that kind of comes out of left field. But again, I'm not going to start it. I'll let someone else go. Uh, I would also like to say before we start, hi, welcome to Otaku Street, because we didn't do that yet. Um, the boys are here. The boys are here. Jamal is here. Chris is here. Adam is here. And I am also here. The whole crew. Whoop. You're here too. No, we all we all had to be here to talk about E3 because uh, there's a lot of things that everybody liked. Um, you guys already know what I'm about to start off with. Um, Jamal. No, no, chill. Wait, hold on. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm not going to start yet. Oh, I was going to say, we can't oh, okay. start off with that. Jesus Christ. But J- Jamal, did you have anything that you wanted to add before um, we get into our our bullshit for today? Yes. Well, oh, are we doing bullshit talk or are we doing E3 talk? No, 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 just anything. Little quick turd of bullshit. Uh, mm, do I? No, not really. I don't have any BS talk to talk about this episode. Nothing that comes to mind outside that's gaming related. I mean, I'll just, Wilpe wasn't here when I announced it. It's not even a fucking announcement, but today marked like the first day where I actually did a little bit of a lift for the first time in like a month because... Oh, you said you were burnt out, right? Oh, yeah. So during workouts, because I'm a football coach, during workouts, I benched. And this is the first time in like a month I got up to 345 for five reps. So that was very refreshing. And I'm not as fat as I thought I was. I'm still fat. Strong bastard. But bravo, bravo. We're, we're getting back into things, hopefully. And, uh, you know, maybe some some lifting videos will make, make a reappearance. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen one of those in a while been a long time it feels a lot longer than just uh like three and a half weeks so yeah you'll definitely have to throw some of those in the chat and uh let, let us know how everything's going with coaching as well adam and uh also talk to us if you're feeling burnt out if you if you need to talk to us you know we're here for you buddy oh i know because <laughs> you know I we're know. not gonna make fun of you at all at all i know it's fine no depression over here that's all fine i've just been very tired was all and the school year finally ended, so I get to have a little bit of a summer break now. So it's cool. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. I'm glad that you're doing well, and I'm glad that you're feeling better and getting back out there. That's what that's uh that's really good for real. I appreciate it. But now to the important stuff. Yeah, who cares about your life, bro? We're here to talk about video games. Video games. Let's go. Bah, bah, bah. Before we talk about our games, I just want to say. I was disappointed in Bandai Namco's uh, presentation. The entire pre- presentation? Damn, Jamal. It was 10 minutes for one I'm not game. Gonna lie. I'm not going to lie. I completely missed it. What did they have, Jamal? It was just for one game. It was like, dark. I guess, their Dark Picture series. and like It was. Yeah, House of Ashes, even though that was the title of the presentation, even though I didn't know what the heck that meant until after the present- until while the presentation was going on. But yeah, it's just for one game. It was about 10 minutes at most 15. And it was just like an interview just talking about their game. Not even, a, I guess there's no really gameplay. It's just more like a walk, a walking simulation. 
where like you know your choices matter and kind of like lead you and characters will die and stuff like that i will interrupt you for just a second here because i'm not gonna lie i didn't watch the bandai namco presentation is it disappointing that it's only like 10 minutes about one game absolutely don't do that be better and on top of that i love the dark pictures anthology games okay you can't play them by yourself i mean you can if you're a streamer but from someone who does not stream and basically only plays multiplayer games with like my best friends and this is a multiplayer game it doesn't have to be but like this is a very good like type of game to play turn off all the lights have a little bit of wine or a beer or whatever you do and it's it's a it's a fantastic time these games with that said definitely don't have a presentation at e3 that's 10 minutes long yeah that's what i was disappointed about i'm like this is it you could just renounce this through someone else's presentation or before e3 at like i guess maybe they need like a slot filler i don't know i'm sure that was it yeah oh uh, but i have a question when they announced when bandai and namco announced what they were going to do at e3 did they say they're going to have like a full conference or did they just uh, did they just say they're going to talk about one game see i don't know i didn't figure out the e3 schedule until like a couple of days before actual e3 so i can't say my thing is jamal you, you got to go into these things open-minded and ready for whatever the company is going to do. You could, you could have a mixed bag. You could have your company that comes out and just talks. You have your company that comes out and shows us gameplay. As we know, gameplay trumps all. And we'll get into a couple of things that I think looked goddamn good as far as gameplay goes. But I digress. I think that the, the Dark Pictures Anthology anthology is also pretty good i only played the one i played like the plague's tale one do you know what i'm talking about adam that's not part of it's it. not part of oh <laughs> my bad and no. i haven't played any of the dark pictures anthology is it a horror game yeah so you guys are familiar with what an anthology is right so basically it's like kind of like the twilight zone how there's just a bunch of different stories like shorter stories that are typically horror based but they're just like, it's a culmination of different horror stories, essentially. Right. So that's what the Dark Pictures Anthology is. Is There's two games now, and this is going to be the third. I don't know if you guys remember the one game starring Hayden Pant- Panettiere with like Wendigos in the forest and stuff. That was by the, the same developers, but that wasn't oh, part of the Oh, you're talking about anthology. Beyond Two Souls? No. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. Oh, you're talking about... Um... You're talking about Until Dawn. Until Dawn, Yeah, okay, yes. I played Until ah. Dawn. Okay. So it's basically that kind of thing where you, you make choices and it affects how the story plays out. And like you could either, you could kill everyone in the game or you could save everyone or have a combination of death and life. And so it allows for multiple playthroughs. I will say that like once you play it through like three or even four times, it's like, dude, I, I just need one more person to live. I'm not fucking doing this again. It's fun for the first three times because different things happen, but then the scare is kind of just like, all right, now you're just playing through it like because you know everything's going to happen, but you just want to get achievements um, or trophies. But I will say the first time through, those games are horrifying, and you have to play them with like at least one friend. You can have like a watch-along thing, but it's I am very excited to see what House of Ashes holds I'm, I'm not big on horror games at all i remember i was telling you guys uh i played like the first 15 minutes of bioshock and i was like nope i'm not doing this like it's a fun game fantastic game but i'm scared and i can't do it <laughs> that that dark what, what's what's the game called again so this one is called house of ashes ashes house of ashes, house of ashes. <laughs> <laughs> house of ashes dark pictures anthology okay. there's some hoes in this house there's some games in this house so <laughs> on the same note i was just gonna say until dawn the the game that you were talking about before adam me and alexis played that together um as uh you know as a party game and uh, that game is excellent as a party game. So I can see exactly where you're coming from as far as how the, the games would go, uh, especially if they're in the same vein, you know. And they're scary as shit, too. Yeah, they're terrifying. And as you said, they change as far as when you go through and you're playing them. And I, me and her really like that as well. Yeah. We would make decisions together based on uh, what 
or uh, the ones that weren't time, we'd be like, all right, well, who, what are we gonna do? Who are we gonna kill? Like what? <laughs> right. But yeah, exactly. So really good. I suggest you guys try to give it a shot one of these days. And uh, with that said, let's move into the thick of All it. All right. So we said we were going to go with our top four picks. And I have a good transition because speaking of choices, the game, one game that I'm looking forward to is Life is Strange True Colors. So is this your four, number four? Yes, this is part of my top four. Life is Strange True Colors. And it's kind of like the same thing. I never got into Life of Strange series. I've seen it, but I was like, huh, what the heck is this? But then I kind of like the premise of this one. I think what someone says is kind of like a walking simulator. It is. You make mm-hmm. choice and stuff like that. But I think it's about this one girl, like her name's Kate, and she has very like empathetic powers. So she can tell someone's like emotion because she'll see like an aura of somebody like around them, the color of their aura. And then she's able to interact and make choices based off the kind of like the emotion that they give off. And the stronger their emotions, the more she's able to like connect with that person. So she can like get into someone's like thoughts and memories and help them probably through whatever like problem they have. I think like through E3, probably like this one dude was like feeling conflicted. I guess like he cheated on his girlfriend and she had the opportunity to tell the girl what happened or just kind of like stay out of their own business. So you can make choices off of that. So yeah, that's one of the games I'm looking forward to. And that comes out on September 10th. He knows he is out. Right. <laughs> Facts. So uh, that's not one of my top four, but I definitely... Well, uh, hold on. Wait, hold, uh, hold on, Chris. You're just going to cut him off mid-list? No, I'm, I mean, I thought we were going to go four, 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 then three, 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 two, 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 and then one. Oh, I didn't really have like a I didn't really have like a order. I just had four games that I like. What kind of list <laughs> show are you going for? My, here? my B. If Jamal nah, would let like, Jamal let Jamal continue. Jamal his wants list. to continue his list. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll cont- I'll continue my list. Of course. After, <laughs> after that, I have well, this is not any particular order. But next one I'm gonna mention is Battlefield 2042. I'm so, and that comes out on October 22nd. I'm excited that Battlefield is finally going modern. I didn't care for Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 5. Battlefield 4 was modern. Yes, I like that. And that's the one I spent hours on because that's Me one too. of the first games I got for the PS4. And then, but Battlefield 1 and 5, and for people that don't know, like, I don't know why it's called Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 5, but it goes back to like, World War One and World War Two era as well. Battlefield Four is like in the future setting, but yeah, I didn't like it. I like the setting. I just didn't like how the weapons work. This didn't work for me. Too much ricochet. I'm like, uh, this is just not working. And then like the sights and like the scopes on the guns. Like I do a lot of iron sights until I upgrade a lot, right. but it just didn't work for me. But I am excited about this one. Looks like it's going to be promising. And this is the only shooter that you're really into because we were talking about it before. You don't really care for Call of Duty. Um, you like like what's the word like unorthodox shooter types like uh the splatoons but yeah. like as far as like a real first person shooter battlefield is really yeah it's really where i'm at so battlefield 4 was awesome like it was fucking sick battlefield 1 when it first came out like because i had like a group of like six or seven people that would play it all at once that helped a lot and it mm-hmm. was fun for a bit and then it's just one of those games that kind of just falls apart with your you know interest and that's just how that Work. Jamal, were you aware that this one is a multiplayer only battlefield? That works for me. I never cared for the stories for first person shooters. Oh, yep. Time so out. That's, time per- out, that's time perfect out, for me. Time out. Time out. I'm of the mind that you should put a fucking campaign in, even if people aren't going to play it. Because look at what Call of Duty did. With Black Ops, they fucked around. They didn't give us a campaign with Black Ops 4. And then they came back and were like, oh, that was clearly a mistake. People were upset about that. And then gave us a campaign for uh, Modern Warfare. So I'm of the mind that you need that shit. I can agree with you there. But at the same time, Black Ops 4 is where they brought in their first uh, Battle Royale. And so many people spent hours upon hours myself included on their battle royale mode that it really kind of took away my need for a single player experience because i mean the black ops story is great if you play black ops one if you play black ops two 
the main villain, I don't remember his name, but the story was actually really, it was enthralling. And for a first person shooter, I really don't get that. So that's why like Jamal, I, like, I agree with you. I really don't care for like the first person shooter story, but when it's done right, it can be really, really engaging and really uh, rewarding to play. My only two cents, because I don't want to get hung up on this for too long, is number one, I think that campaigns are essential for first-person shooters because eventually they'll all just be the same game and they're well on that path. With that being said, that's why I ah, fucking despise Battle Royales. Oh, wait, 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 why? It's all the same. When it first came out, it was just like PUBG, Fortnite, and I think there was like one that like kind of was before both of those but wasn't huge. I mean, the Minecraft uh, Hunger Games too. It was like, okay, there's like four games you can do this on. Now it's 93. We don't need all of those because that's way too many fucking 11-year-olds talking shit about me and my family. (laughs) On the internet. (laughs) And I want to get past the top 90. And I can't. And I can't. So maybe I'm just a hater. Maybe I'm just tired of it. I hate when games are all the same. Um, So I'm ready for this trend to fucking die. I with you 100 adam i can yeah i can agree with that one too my mind can be changed i'm not saying that you know if the multiplayer is excellent that i won't be happy with it but i'm just saying that if they don't come with the content i'm going to be upset and i won't buy the game at full price i won't be purchasing it with you jamal is what i'm saying if they don't come with that goddamn content day one He'll jump in at season three. Here you go. <laughs> My last criticism is before Jamal get to your number two is Final Fantasy VII should not be a battle royale. That's my final criticism. How can you even battle royale that? You're just going to have to trust me on this one. Yikes. And then just to wrap up my final two, so you guys have enough time to talk about yours. For number three, even though... These guys hold me by saying by showing nothing about Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> so they hold you. They did show Metroid Dread, and that looks sick. So I'm excited for Metroid Dread, and that comes out on October 8th. And before this recording, I started looking at the Metroid timeline because I'm pressed. But yeah. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I that was also a part of my list. So we can stop here for a second. Metroid Dread. Is going to be fucking awesome. Nah, I'm excited for that one. Where the fuck was this before Nintendo? Where was this? What did they say? I think he said it was the first. Uh, it was the first side scroller Metroid game released in like 19 years About or something like that. Time. I'm assuming it was like Metroid Fusion or Prime Echo. No, Prime Echoes wasn't a side scroller, right? No. What was the last? Prime Echoes is the DS one. Echoes is Prime Two. Oh, okay. Then I think I'm thinking of whatever the Prime DS game is. That's Prime Hunters. Prime Hunters, thank you. So they hadn't come out with a uh, side-scroller Metroid game in uh, in some time. So this is, it looks good. I'm I'm really excited for it. Exactly. Same, same. I like how they hunt you down, the Emmys, robots, or whatever. I, was got, I had like portal vibes. I had portal vibes from that robot. I was like, what? How many years have I been saying to you, Jamal, that they just need to hurry up and go back to 2D Metroid. You've been saying it for a bit. You did say it. Like, Jesus Christ. If you can't get 3D right, then just make a 2D Metroid. God. It's not that they can't get it right. What I do don't you know mean? They what sc- they're developing. They scrapped no, no. more. That's why. That's <laughs> No, but it's still coming yeah, out. I, they just they just needed like a little, they needed they a They scrapped a the original four though. That I'm telling you, Wolf. They can't get they can't get 3D right, so 2D is where it's goddamn at. I'm not I'm not accepting any other answers. Especially when you see all these uh these 2D indie games that like like Hollow Knights and the insides and like they're so inventive and they do so many things. Like Metroid, Metroid is a franchise that needs games. They all have DNA from 2D Metroid. Yeah, Metroidvania is literally mm-hmm. is a genre because of that. If anybody mm-hmm. can do it right, it's whoever is in charge of the Metroid games. Just just get it done. And topping Jamal's list is Writers Republic, which comes out on September 2nd. Indeed. I am excited. I'm about to be on the bikes and the wingsuits all day. Also on my list. So my list is turned into two. <laughs> Writers Republic is about to be it. And it comes out at the near the end of the summer. I am so excited. 
I might have to take a look at that. I've not, I saw it in our group chat and I didn't click on it, but I'm going to have to take a look. While we geek out really quick, go ahead and watch that. First of all, that's a day one cop for the whole group because Jesus Christ, if it, if it plays anywhere as good as it looks, woo, we're about to have fun, boys. We're about to have fun. I, I am about to be out there on them slopes all day, all night. You, you, you know, I need all the combos. Well, I'm going to need you to find me all the videos to chop me up on what I need to do. I'm there. I'm all the way there. Oh no, I love I love any type of extreme sports game. I've I was I was raised on Tony Hawk. So this Riders Republic Adam, if you haven't seen it, it's there's a bunch of different events. I think there's like BMX riding, there's snowboarding, there's wingsuits, there's rocket wingsuits. It's like rocket bike, skiing. Oh, and skiing. Yeah, and there's like you can do like massive, like I think it's was it fifty person races and things like that and competitions, trick competitions. The game looks really good and it. Uh, the developer said that they're focusing on my like, community and stuff. So I'm expecting there to be like, you know, clans or crews like Knockout City or, you know, ways that you can like level up together, some sort of leaderboard. But the game looks really fun and it looks like it, it looks like a hit. I can like I can tell you right now, it looks like a hit. I remember when they uh, when they first started talking about it. Um, this was like last year's e or two two years ago when E3 was still happening. And I saw it and I was like, ah, they might have something there if they do it right. And seeing it now, they've done it right. When I saw the snowboarding, it looks exactly like Tony Hawk, but snowboarding. That's all I need. Let me have my tricks. Let me do what I need to do out there. And then Oh, in the BMX, it seems like they have it in first person and in third person in certain scenarios. I don't know. And you can do like tricks and stuff. It, it just looks fucking cool, Adam. It's like that arcadey extreme sports game that you can just hop in and play immediately. Like it looks like it's very easy to jump into. And that's what I love about them. I mean, I was a fan of Cool Borders and SSX. So, Oh, oh man. If EA gets SSX together. Yeah. If EA gets SSX Please. together, EA will always do EA shit. I know, but I will pay any amount. So, any Chris, amount. what is your what's your full list here? Give us the rundown. Okay, so as I was saying, Jamal stole my thunder with uh, two of his. I had Riders Republic, but um, you guys heard my little synopsis on Riders Republic. I also had Metroid as on my list as well my other game that i was looking at and i was like hmm this looks it's it was um i had to look at it again the trailer uh, for it again and then it really made me think about the possibilities and um it was the new final fantasy game the final fantasy origins game Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. It was announced at the um, at the Xbox event. Or no, it was announced at Square Enix's event, right? Yes. It is a Souls-like Final Fantasy game, and it's made by Team Ninja, the same people who made Neo. So when I found out that it was made by the same people who made Neo... That really intrigued me. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're, we're throwing around the Final Fantasy license now. So that made me get even more excited because I was like, okay, so if we're giving out the Final Fantasy license, that means that other people might get a chance to make some Final Fantasy games. And I want to see how this is because uh, if this is good, then they're going to be more inclined to give out the license and more people will have access to it. And we can see other people's iterations of Final Fantasy games. So it's more different than uh, anything that we've ever seen. Like when I saw it, I knew the, the aesthetic was Final Fantasy, but I didn't know what the fuck it was. I was like, oh, this is clearly in the universe, but I don't know what this is. So I don't know if you guys uh, saw it, but I, oh yeah, you guys both saw it because you guys both watched it at my house, but uh, I don't know if mm -hmm. Adam- I, I didn't see it, no. Okay, well, 
I know, Adam, you're a big Final Fantasy. Yeah, Adam, that's right down your alley. I, I would definitely check it out. It's like, it looked like Devil May Cry meets Final Fantasy almost. It was pretty cool. The only thing is I like RPG Final Fantasy. I've never been huge on like the kind of step aways from the system, but I know I'll take a look at the trailer and uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll give you my thoughts then. Right, right. Okay. And if you guys have no other thoughts. Well, that's just one, one of your games, right? Yeah. What's your, what's your top? There was only one left. I gave Riders and, and Metroid. And then my last one is going to be uh, another one of a bit of a strange pick, but I, I think you guys will like this. I was talking to you guys a little bit earlier today about this, and I thought that this was perfect. The Death Stranding Director's Cut Tease. So Death Stranding, for those who don't know, is a PS4 exclusive title made by Kojima Productions. And... Kojima just put out this director's cut and he said that this is what is going to be on PS5, the director's cut of the game. But when this video came out, it had nothing to do with Death Stranding. It had so many references to, uh, to Metal Gear. At the, the original, Metal Gear Solid 1. Yes, the original Metal Gear 2 at that. So, solid. Metal Gear Solid. Oh my God. Metal Gear Solid, right. So... I started geeking out immediately. I, you know, the music's in there. Then they have the orange box. Then they have the sounds as well. So this started making me geek out. I was like, okay. Uh, first thing my, my mom was like, okay, did Kojima just go off the fucking reservation and say, fuck everything. I don't, I don't care. Since I'm gone from, from Konami anyway, I'm going to do what I want. Then I was like, no, he's, he's, this is like licensed music and licensed stuff, right? Konami owns all of Metal Gear Solid, right? So he wouldn't just go out of his way to give them the middle finger a year later when he could have done it, <laughs> or a year, really years later. It's been it's been years a now, few since, years, yeah, since the shit happened, since uh, they unceremoniously uh, locked him down and then kicked him out of the company. But, anyways, I digress. It makes me excited because since Death Stranding was a PlayStation exclusive, I think that Kojima and PlayStation are somehow lobbying for PlayStation to be able to make a Metal Gear game. And if that happens, oh my God, if it's a new Metal Gear game or if it's a remake of, of Metal Gear 1, Metal Gear 2, or Metal Gear 3, for that matter, I will eat shit. Oh, it's going to be fantastic regardless. So my theory is, uh, well, really quick, you mentioned the orange box. So what I thought that reference was, it wasn't necessarily referencing the orange box from Valve. It was referencing a uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 Easter egg, which not many people know about. Basically, in like a covered area, there was a box. It was the only box in the game, to my knowledge. That was just labeled the oranges and people are like that's weird so then all of a sudden when what's his face from death stranding tipped over the box a bunch of oranges fell out and people were like oh <laughs> that's funny that's definitely a metal gear reference on top of all of the other ones so what i mentioned just a second ago is my theory about it so i don't know if konami and kojima have made amends i doubt it but i think konami is also saying like wow we really fucked up that IP with Metal Gear. Uh, survive. The Survive. Dude, that was on a, literally one of the worst games I've ever seen. Garbage. Uh, question. Can somebody explain to me the uh, Kojima-Sony drama? I'm not familiar. Uh, it, was, it was Konami. So, um, you know, I, don't, I can't remember the, all, all the ins and outs of it, but basically there was a huge falling out and uh, Konami fired Kojima or like, you know, let him go. But Kojima's... All of Metal Gear is like Kojima's baby, but right. the IP belongs to Konami. So he he can't touch the IP directly. He can make you know hints at it or whatever, but he can't literally make a Metal Gear Solid game. Right. Essentially, before Konami was trying to to out him because he was trying to make other shit. He he didn't want to make he didn't want to work on Metal Gear anymore at the time because. 
he had done so many of them. He and the man's mind is clearly expansive, as we see Death Stranding. Right, he wanted to get other IPs out. Uh, Silent Hill, you know, that you 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 see that he has lots of ideas. But those were my, so my top. Yeah. yeah, we're back. <laughs> All right, so Wolf, uh, we were just about to talk to you about what we needed to talk to you about our, what we came here for, what the people are here for. Top four. Okay, so personally, I'm not big on like the games that are releasing, but more so the features that are being released for games that are have already been slated. Um, I'm very excited for the Mario Golf, I have to say. Um, I've been very big on Mario Golf since the original Nintendo 64 game. I'm looking forward to like an RPG style element that was present in the uh, Game Boy Advance games and the Mario Tennis games because I thought those were excellent. Um, also, as a fighting game like aficionado, and Adam, I'm sure you can relate to this, seeing Kazuya Mishima in the Super Smash Brothers trailer just gave me so much joy. That was awesome. It, it's it's amazing to me. And I've always wondered how, like, because this is a Bandai Namco game, Super Smash Brothers is. And for those of you who don't know, Tekken is one of the greatest fighting game franchises of all time. Sold over 50 million copies, was started in the 90s. It's just about as old as I am. Um, I've been a huge Tekken fan, and Adam, you you are a big part of that because Adam used to whoop my ass when we would play at his house, and I used and I used to watch all of those ass whoopings. Yeah, man, we used to we used to go at it. So for me to see uh, a Tekken rep in Super Smash Brothers is huge, and just seeing that trailer as soon as I saw the volcano, I was like, no, this is either Heihachi. Or this is uh this is Kazuya, yeah, and I'm I'm extremely excited, and I think it's a bit of a divisive choice. I'm seeing a lot of people online kind of like not really excited about seeing another fighting game rep because there's already Ryu, there's already Ken, there's already Terry. Time out, time out, time out. But it's a Tekken rep number one. That's what I'm saying. Number two, it's not a motherfucking Fire Emblem character. Shut the fuck up, people. Thank God. Oh, yeah, nah. See, the Fire Emblem series has gotten enough representation. And to be honest, people should have seen this coming. This is a Namco game. They developed Smash Brothers. They had to get a Tekken character in. And plus, you already have uh, Heihachi as a Mii fighter. And I'm praying that when Sakurai does his, um, his, uh, his development video that he always does about the next character i'm hoping that there's a yoshimitsu sword fighter me costume that is like number one on my wish list if it's not there i'm going to be extremely disappointed i'm also extremely excited for that uh that writer's game that you were talking about um and chris this is another one that we were talking about replaced looks really good the unique art style uh it's an xbox exclusive um another side scroller indie game i'm really excited for that one um, I would like to see Psychonauts 2. I hope that does really well. I never had the original Xbox, but Psychonauts is kind of like a cult favorite. And since it's on Game Pass, and that's another thing that I want to talk about, um, I'm excited to you know play through that and see what it's all about. I would really like to uh, congratulate Microsoft, not only their purchase of Bethesda and getting a bunch of first-party games under their belt, but for the success of Game Pass and just what they've been able to do with it and saying that every game, damn near every game that they showed on E3 was available to play through Game Pass, I think is an amazing choice. And it is just going to print money. It's going to print money. As a near Xbox exclusive gamer, I'll make sure to relay the message to Microsoft. Thank you. They'll express their appreciation for your congratulations. You've got some connections. I'm sure you can get in touch. <laughs> no, they're, they're hitting on all cylinders right now. What it really makes me excited for is that they're going to put the fucking pressure cooker on Sony. I can't wait to oh, see what oh, the absolutely. fuck the response is because these, these motherfuckers got so many, they got damn near 30 studios now. They can hit... If they hit on, if they start hitting on all cylinders, we might get like a, a an Xbox game like every fucking quarter. 
And if that happens, oh my God. We're reaching like another generation of gaming where I feel like the competition is pushing more than it has in the past few years. Like oh, this, this purchase of Bethesda was huge for Microsoft. Like Microsoft and the Xbox, they have their titles. Halo has done extremely well. Uh, and they have like, you know, first party IPs that, you know, are recognizable, but aren't really on that level of a, like a Ratchet and Clank, of a Super Mario, of even like a Horizon Zero Dawn and like enough to have a sequel. Like people don't really talk about Microsoft IPs as favorably as they do with the Jack and Daxters, the Sly Coopers. People are still waiting for that. Chris, I know you're still waiting for that. Adam, I'm sure you're waiting for a Sly Cooper game. Love Sly Cooper. So for them to get, you know, Psychonauts back off the board, for them to include another Halo game and try to recapture that Halo 3, you know, fire that was really there. Microsoft is really trying to stake a claim into this, you know, this whole gaming business, and they're doing an excellent job, an excellent job. On that same note from Halo really quick, I love that the, uh, that the multiplayer is going to be free for everyone because that's going to bring so many people over. It's like, I'm, I'm so ready to just go grab an Xbox. I'm like, man, let me just... You have to. You have to. I've been seeing the, the shit out more and more now. It's becoming more ubiquitous to be able to have a next-gen system. I'm thinking fellas, I'm thinking by the end of this year, I might have to I might have to grab one. I might have to grab one. So I have a counterpoint that I'm gonna get to when I uh am like about halfway through my list to that point. And remind me too, because I might forget. What about getting an Xbox or about having both? No, no, no the halo point that that chris made Mm -hmm. okay okay so in response to you getting an xbox i do want to get a playstation because there are a lot of games that i've watched over the years because i don't i never i haven't had a playstation since ps2 but i've always wanted one it's just like who has money to fucking spend a thousand dollars on game systems and the time to play two systems at once Especially as young as we were when both of these came out. Right, exactly. And, you know, when uh, I'm definitely getting a Series X soon, that's that's for sure. And, you know, PS5 is down the pipeline at some point. But, you know, that's uh, another discussion to be had. So before I start my top four, and I'm actually going to do a top four instead of just like interchangeable. Oh, like in order? Yeah, like I, I can't do it any other way. There are some things that I'm more excited about, but I'm also excited about other things. So before I get to that, I'm going to do uh, an honorable mention, maybe uh, two honorable mentions in terms of like not necessarily games being released, but similar to what Wolpe was saying is kind of like just excitement about things that are already there, yada, yada. And then I'm also going to give it this honorable mention. Ooh, ooh, I like that. My two honorable mentions are Game Pass because like I mentioned earlier, I'm a near exclusive. I have a Switch and I still have my PS2, but who the fuck cares now? But because I'm mainly an Xbox guy, having Game Pass has never paid off more than it will in the next year. And it has been great. There have been plenty of games, especially with the Bethesda purchase by Microsoft. Lots of new faces. Lots of new faces on there. Absolutely. Exactly. But there's, there's also been a ton of games on Game Pass that like I wouldn't have played otherwise, like Ori. Uh, like the Will of the Wisp. Oh, I have both of them downloaded. I still haven't gotten into them. So I played a lot of the first one. And I still have to go through and play the second one. I have to beat the first one and then play the second one. And that's just like one example. So honorable mention is kind of like what Wolf was saying. Like fucking congrats, dude. Like Game Pass is finally paying off, especially when they when they combined it with Xbox Live for like a joint bundle deal. Genius. Instead Genius. of them doing it separately. That's just, yeah, I've never been more excited to have Game Pass, let alone be like an Xbox gamer. And, you know, like I said, fucking games are back and I'm pumped. So my second honorable mention will be Kazuya and Smash because obviously Tekken guy, we'll pay mention earlier. The reason it's an honorable mention is because I've never really been, well, I won't say never. Melee, I played a fuck ton of Melee, like when that first came out and even years after and then I didn't really get into Brawl that heavily. I would play it at parties or whatever because we were still kind of young. And then I've played Ultimate. It's fun. But over the years, I've just kind of like stepped away from playing it as much. Um, but it's, I love seeing new characters released as long as they're not Fire Emblem. 
So seeing Kazuya walk out and drop Ganondorf into the volcano, amazing. Exactly. Just like what a great reveal. And it's about goddamn time they did a big thing. I don't care if people are upset. Like, why? Why? Doesn't make sense. There's a thousand fucking fighting game characters in the game already. Just add more and satisfy everyone. Um, that's what you do. Just do it. Right. So that's why that's an honorable mention. So now getting into the actual list. Uh, oh, number four. I forgot my dishonorable mention. My dishonorable mention will be the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Ooh. Now, here's here's the thing. I fucking love Guardians of the Galaxy. Wasn't really huge on it before the movies, but then once the movies came out for the MCU, it was awesome. I fucking love the Guardians. Now, seeing what has happened with the Marvel Avengers game, I was really pumped for it at first, and then it kind of like dwindled because I was like, oh, it's going to be like this style of game where it's like they want people to play it forever when... That kind of game shouldn't be like that. And that's why people aren't even excited about Black Panther getting into the game. It's like, because this game is boring. This game is the same fucking thing all the time. The missions suck. So unless the Guardians game is something different entirely, I'm not excited for it at all. And I love the Guardians. How about so, it is. All right, exactly. And apparently it is what? it's just like the Avengers game. No, it, no, it's, a, it's something different. Oh. Oh, like it's a, it's a standalone, yes. Yeah, it's not a part of the Avengers, and it's standalone sing, single player. So, and you're only playing as Star-Lord. Which I don't like. That's another thing. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I do agree with you, Adam. That game did not wow me. Uh, something about the gameplay, it seemed a little clunky. Yeah. I don't so, know. It just, there was something about it that seemed very clunky to me. It didn't look super, super polished. And like, I love the idea of like a Guardians game. But because I'm so used to the MCU characters and I'm used to mm -hmm. Batista being uh, Drax and uh, Homeboy being Star-Lord, whose name I forgot. What is his name? Uh, Chris. Uh, Peter Quill. Well, Peter Quill, but no, his, yes, but his real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yes. Yes. He's fantastic in that role. And it's like to the to the point where like seeing someone else play them, it, it's going to be jarring for me personally. So for just a, a quick counterpoint to that, I don't mind that because I've watched a lot of uh, stuff in regards to like the Guardians outside of the MCU. Mm -hmm. And I, I typically like all the iterations and like the Drax in, in, in the MCU is actually a big step away from the comics. And uh, like he's a comic relief character in the movies, whereas in the comics and like other games and stuff, he's literally Drax the Destroyer and he's green and red. And he kill like he kills Thanos like that's how strong he is. Oh, so cool, yeah. Um, at least in one, uh, one or two. Yeah, right, exactly. So, you know, I don't have a problem with that in itself, but it's just the fact that it's like another. I, it maybe it's not like the Avengers game, but still, I have that mindset. It looks like it. It looks very much like it. Yeah. And then also, Peter Quill being the only playable character is a stupid thing. Really quickly before we move on. I just wanted to say that I agree with you both. The only thing is that I love everything around it. I love the fucking idea of this fucking game. I but when it doesn't look like fucking Spider-Man PS4 or Spider-Man's Ma Miles Morales anymore, it it makes me it pisses me off because I know that there's a there's a world out there when we, where we can fucking have the Arkham's of the world and the Spider-Man Miles Morales of the world but then we have IPs out there like the Guardians that would fucking and then we don't get the game that we expect from that like I like I said the everything about this game screams Chris you should play this you should play this you should play this but I'm not going to play it I can already see from what what it is that I'm not gonna play it. The right. characters in the source material, they're they're not gonna like outweigh the developer making the game. If Insomniac yeah. was in charge of anything Marvel related, or uh the people who made Arkham Asylum, if they were in charge of anything Marvel related, like if they could consolidate and be all part of one like if if Marvel could license their gaming franchises to one developer and have it be Insomniac and have every game be on that Spider-Man level, the possibilities are absolutely endless. Really quick, I know I've been saying really quick. It's not really quick, is it? This is no, it's not at all. 
I've heard over the past like year and a half or so that Rocksteady, the developer for Arkham games, is going to be developing a Marvel IP, but I don't know what. So I think that's a rumor. I don't know. It might be like a legit thing. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Exactly. So finally, my list, because it's an actual list. Number four. Number four. Number four for, for me will be The Outer Worlds 2. So I played The Outer Worlds. and Me too. The best way to put it is it's the best Fallout game that isn't a Fallout game. And I love how it doesn't take itself too seriously, especially with this reveal trailer, because they literally said, here's a bunch of bullshit that won't be in the game. And we don't have anything ready, but it's happening. And they killed it. They knocked it out of the park and it kept the same exact mind, like the flavor of the first game. And I can't fucking wait. Another game that's on Game Pass, by the way. Exactly. You better not ever see that again. That was the only acceptable way way to not have gameplay in your fucking E3. And they killed it. That was awesome. I loved it. So that is my number four in terms of just like excitement over a game, yada, yada, all the shit that we're talking about. Next up is number three. At number three will be, oh shit, I'm forgetting now. No, 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 no. I'm what ruining system? the flow. What system? Uh, oh, there it is. Shin Megami Tensei Five. Yes. Oh, so okay. I've never played a Shin Megami game ever. Now, Me either. When I, because I know what it is, and I saw like I've seen a bunch of gameplay from the previous ones, and I'm like, that's cool probably not going to play it ever it is what it is it's a game and i i appreciate it for what it is now i see this trailer and it's a big step away from the previous games but at the same time they're going to kind of keep the same heart of it and because you're a high school you're going to this alternate reality type of deal and you merge with demons or angels or whatever and it has a big like appeal to it whatever it is like I said earlier, I'm a big RPG guy, and it has a look that I can really get behind. And uh, I'm gonna wait for reviews and see what people say about it. Granted, it's a PlayStation exclusive right? or a Switch exclusive, so oh, I, I, I have a time. Switch, um, and you know, I have the means to play it, so I might just do that. So that is number three. I was also excited for that one. It is literally Pokemon cross uh persona oh and it's made by the people who make persona it's atlas right yeah yeah it is atlas studios so Mm -hmm. just so you know it's gonna be excellent i will have a day one with you adam so and atlas has made my my all-time favorite game uh snowboard kids i'm I'm looking for a snowboard kids 3 please i beg you atlas please for the switch i haven't seen it since nintendo 64 the ds game doesn't count (laughs) <laughs> you will you will never will that into existence I but know, nice try but still but still <laughs> so number two will be halo infinite obviously been a long long time halo fan ever since one even odst i liked and we played halo reach a lot yeah and reach was phenomenal uh i loved one through three with all my heart i will never like None of my gaming memories will be like as good as like Halo Three. Jamal, were you ever a Halo kid? No, I, I got into I ha- yeah, but I was never really. I had Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. That was my first Xbox. I had Halo Three. I played with Devontae. Didn't really get much into it. Then I got Reach. I played that a good bit, but I never really did a campaign lot. I was always just multiplayer when it came to first person shooters. Same. Then I got Halo Four. I like Halo Four a lot. Halo Four was good. That was my Halo experience, though. So. Halo 4 was uh, very controversial because people were like, this feels like a big step away from what the Halo games have been. But, I mean, it was just going with the flow, kind of like every game was becoming more fast-paced, like the Call of Duties, the Battlefields. So, you know, they kind of had to keep up. Halo 5 was also fun. The story wasn't really there for me in those two games. But Halo Infinite seems like it's going to, uh, especially thinking back to, like, the, the you know teaser trailer, it really seemed like they were going back to you know, to their guns. And uh, I really appreciate that. And then also on top of that, they, after the initial like uh, trailer, people were like, wow, this looks like shit. They really went back, took their time for like a whole year, almost a year and a half 
to tweak the graphics, to tweak the gameplay. And uh, it looks like it's going to be a phenomenal release, hopefully. I mean, we'll see. And I'm, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, like, Halo is that flagship. Like, that's exactly. what launched the Xbox. So, exactly. like, this is your baby. This is your Super Mario. This is your, I don't know what the Sony, like, great is. But, I mean, I guess, like, this is your Sonic the Hedgehog. This is... Yeah. This is your flagship IP and you need to do it justice. And exactly. I, I feel like I feel like now is the time. It would right. be Kratos will pay to answer your question. Oh, God of War? Yes. And it's one of them, yeah. Yeah. Or uh Nathan Drake. I'd say it'd, it'd be either him or him, in my in my opinion, as far as math. But that's like PS3. I'm talking I'd probably about say like, like Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, like the Crash and the Spyros, but even those kind of fell off. Whereas your Super Mario's and your Legends of Zelda's are still pumping out ten out of ten games. Crash Bandicoot game came out. The one it's about time. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I've heard good things. Me too. And uh, so you know they've kind of made a comeback. The Spyro trilogy came out, and that was good. So they're kind of uh, you know just like Halo, they're kind of going back to their guns. Hopefully that's what Halo doing. What, what Halo's doing while also adding a new you know, things. Like, I think they have a grappling hook now, which is fucking cool. The only thing that pissed me off about the Halo... I will clap it up and say that they went back to the fucking drawing board and they did their thing as far as that, but the only thing that pissed me off is we still don't have a goddamn release date. When are you putting this game No, out? no, they do. They have a release window of holiday um, this year. Mm. I need a date, goddammit. You, you delayed it twice now. Where's the date? What are you gonna do? Too many games. You got to get your affairs in order before you buy anything. Exactly. We we got the September from Hell coming up here. I need to know when my wallet's gonna be raped for an Xbox and when it's gonna be raped for once again seventy dollars for Halo. So aggressive terminology there, but I understand the sentiment. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm just talking about my wallet. That's all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, um, one final point I want to make about Halo was about uh, in, in relation to something Chris said earlier. So he's happy that the uh, multiplayer will be free to play. I understand why, because they want people to kind of just like get into it again uh, and just buy an Xbox and then you don't have to buy the game. But with that said, the whole free to play model, uh, at least if it's like long term and it's not just a trial, I'm not huge on it because it brings people in. Maybe I'm just kind of like gatekeeping it. Maybe I'm just being weird about it, but I don't know. I've never been huge on the free to play model, but maybe. Halo it, gatekeeper. It, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that might just be what it is, which is, it happens. So that's number two. That's why it's number two is just, I'm a little hesitant with how Halo has been in recent years. It's not bad, but it's not as good as it could be. But finally, to number one on my list is uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Yes. So. Indeed. With my whole thing being I'm an Xbox guy. I've always been an Xbox guy ever since the first one. Once I played Breath of the Wild, I think it was like early quarantine, I, I finally gave in. And before that, I haven't played a Legend of Zelda game in year, almost like um, over a decade. And I never even played Twilight Princess. And I know it was good, but I just wasn't really on the itinerary back then but then i played breath of the wild and that's still like easily top three games i've ever played in my life uh, if i can interrupt you for a second as a person who is in the process of playing breath of the wild only beaten one divine beast it is just phenomenal phenomenal it's an unbelievable game i'm not even like a good 30 percent through and like i just can't believe I can't believe we got Pokemon Sword after that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I, I'm sorry. It's so good. I had to like stop myself before beating it and then play it again <laughs> by making a whole new file. It's so great. It's one of those games where like obviously open world sandbox games are kind of oversaturated, especially like five years ago when every game was like that. That was another thing that I got tired of because every game was like it. But then there are the ones that are like the GTAs, the Red Deads, even the Fallouts. Like if you just sit there and look at what is happening like in the game, it's awesome to just take in. And Breath of the Wild, honestly, is probably the best for me to kind of just sit there and because it's not too realistic. It, I mean, it's not realistic at all, but it, in, the same, in the same sense, it is. 
but like if you just stand on top of a mountain and you just listen to the little chimey music just like kind of floating around it's it's almost unbeatable yeah like that that world building that sense of that sense of adventure that you get from that game you really don't get it from a lot of games around exactly it's a breathtaking experience in 2017 and it still has not been trumped in 2021 in my opinion in its genre so i haven't played anything like it to be exactly. honest so that's my top four with uh, two honorable mentions and a dishonorable mention and it was a blast to see that once again games are back quick question how much time do we have left jamal mm, no no probably like 20 minutes if that <laughs> you don't know come on tech uh, I just wanted to say uh, I would like to get into because Jamal gave his dishonorable mention by talking about the Bandai conference and Adam did. Chris, was there anything that you strongly dislike from this year's E3? Um, what really grinded my gears this year was uh, basically we, we, we covered a lot of it. Um, I did not like the state that guardians of the galaxy looked if they don't get that janky shit mm -hmm. out of that game by the time it comes out i'm going to be highly upset it mm -hmm. needs to look a lot better than it does because everything else around it like i said definitely makes me want to play it i like that this year i feel like we got more gameplay but a lot of developers lean back into that oh i'm gonna throw out this uh this cgi video and then i'll i'll uh and that'll be enough. And yeah, that, that'll be enough. I e I'm 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 looking at you, but does the software software the fuck works software <laughs> so, soft works. Oh, soft works, soft works. Which game did they only give a, a trailer to? Starfield. Starfield. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They're ramping that up to make it sound like they're big thing, and they why gave us are we nothing. talking about it if we don't have any gameplay? None. And it's like first, two years first, out. First, you splashed us with with the splash screen a couple years ago, and now we got a, a a beautiful CGI trailer, but a CGI trailer nonetheless. Like, don't forget us, and give us your money to invest in. Yeah, like there's is. no reason for it. And what what was that? Uh, I keep talking about this. There's that uh that company that when they give their their alpha their pre alpha gameplay trailer and then. The game comes out and it looks nothing like it. Right. They did it with Watch Dogs, Ubisoft, right? Ubisoft. Oh yeah, you Ubisoft yeah, is notorious man. for that shit. Ubisoft, EA, they're prime for that. Yeah, bro. Remember when Anthem? Remember when they showed that Anthem trailer? Oh god. And then you see Anthem now, just kind of dead I in the knew water. That was gonna be a flop. It was too good to be true. It was too good to be true. Absolutely. Word of God, the first time me and Jamal saw the the division, me and him ate shit. We were like, bro, if it if it is what they're talking about, what? That's another one. I will say, the division two was a solid game. It was yeah. fun for like like a month, and then I kind of got tired of it. That game came with my Xbox and I never opened it. Division 2 is good. <laughs> I returned it to GameStop still in the plastic. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I had friends that were playing it too. I was just I was just like, eh, nope. Because I saw what y'all did with the, with the original and it, it turned me off to it. That, that was my thought. But then, uh, you know, Micah went in and played it and he was like, nah, we got to play Division 2. I was like, all right, fine. And then it was good. Me and Jamal co both copped it when it was like $2. And we still haven't gone back and played it. We're gonna we're gonna play it at some point. We just haven't gone back. <laughs> no, you won't. The backlog is too big, bro. Give it up. Too Give many things up. come out in October and September this year. Yeah, man. When that Mario Golf come out next week, nobody's even on it. I'm telling you. <laughs> I've been I've been tackling the backlog in between uh, dodgeball games. I'm, I, in fact, right now I'm playing fucking. I was playing. I told you I was playing WWE 13. Mm -hmm. I've been playing. Horizon Zero Dawn because I never finished it. I got literally halfway through the game, never finished it. So oh, you never? That. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, you got to before the sequel come out. It was highly disrespectful. I, it was it was a time where there was a lot going on. I think there was like several games that had come out around it, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna come back to it, and then I never. No, I, yeah, I remember because I think uh, Tomb Raider came out around that time too, and I think you're playing that as well. So did uh, so did Zelda. 
Oh, right. Yeah. No, there's no way. There's no way you're going to get back to it. Um, All right. Yeah, there's I a mean, couple with... of things that we didn't uh, talk about that I feel like do deserve some sort of mention. Forza Horizon 5 looks amazing. Honorable mentions. Um, Jamal, I think you were excited about playing The Ascent, was it? I think it was. I think it's like a, it looked like kind of like a Metroidvania type game. It's definitely a 2D side scroller, probably like an indie yes. game. Um, the Ascent looks good. <sighs> Sherlock Holmes. Oh, the Sherlock Holmes game, Jamal. That's right up your alley. Uh, the Xbox mini fridge. Can't wait to get that. Um, oh, yeah. The world's most powerful mini fridge. You can, you know, why go to the fridge when you can have a mini fridge in your room and just drink all the monster? Monster? Oh, no. no <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. Why, why monster? Because it's Xbox? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're, you're wild. Oh, with the uh, color I, scheme? I, no, no. I just want to really quickly give an honorable mention to... Uh, dodge academia because nobody else is going to give an honorable mention to them first of all and second oh, because they got their thunder stolen they got their motherfucking thunder stolen man i promise you when they were developing this game they were like we're gonna be the only ones making a dodgeball game for years last dodgeball game that i've i've seen was on the playstation one but there's nobody and then knockout city came out and stole all their shit so yeah Man, Knockout City, when I tell you EA has a gem with that one, we're going to go play it right after we're done recording. Because that Knockout City is crazy. EA got a dub, and they definitely don't get a lot of those these days. So with that said, I guess uh, Otaku Street out. Otaku Street out until, you know, in the next couple months when we're all broke starting to buy these games for the year. Otaku Street out. Not that that Mario Golf episode is coming. (laughs) 